fresh dose of tech news and insight. This is the Early Burb Briefing. What is the end game for Chromebook Gaming? It is Friday, October 14th, 2022. This is the Early Burb Briefing. I'm Eagle Falcon. So we have several new Chromebooks that have been pushed out. We talked about the one from Lenovo. We've seen now ones from Acer and Asus, but the loadout for these gaming Chromebooks is, I'll just be blunt, they're terrible. Just straight up. Baseline Intel SOCs, no discrete GPUs, gaming lights like RGB and whatnot, okay-ish refresh rate screens, cost anywhere between $400 and $800. The push for gaming on a Chromebook is obvious now. It is not about playing anything locally using Steam for Chrome OS. It's obvious. The end game is cloud gaming, which is a very bizarre choice because not all that long ago, Google's own cloud gaming service has been put to sleep. This means now it would focus on using other gaming services like NVIDIA GeForce Now, Microsoft Xbox Cloud, Amazon Luna's, and a few others. So what's the point? I'll be perfect. I'll admit fully here. 400 bucks for one of these is not terrible. $800 is ludicrous. Just straight up ludicrous. You can get better compute. Actually, even at the $400 price point, to be perfectly honest, you're better off with anything else. And concerning the fact that the Chromebooks themselves do not need any local performance, a gaming Chromebook is as much a meme as a Chromebook is to a work PC. In fact, any PC can do what a gaming Chromebook could, except for the high refresh rate screen. That's it. So why? Why are they doing this? And I'll be perfectly honest, I don't know. Especially as it appears that supply is meeting up with the demand when it comes to the Steam Deck. I don't know why you wouldn't just get that. You'd have a much better experience, and it wouldn't be a Chromebook. It'd actually be something you can use, something you can tw- you can mess with. The point is when all is said and done, these gaming Chromebooks, I think are going to fall flat on their face. If you're really interested in a cloud gaming device, here's a pro tip. Use an old computer. Use your existing computer. There's nothing special about these laptops that make them unique for cloud gaming, which basically just makes these just more Chromebooks, but with a word attached to the front of it to make you think that it's worth the extra money, and it's not. I'm not a fan of Chromebooks to begin with, but even if you are a fan of Chromebooks, even if you have to use Chrome OS, just get a regular Chromebook. This is literally the equivalent to just throwing gaming in front of a bad chair and calling it a gaming chair and expect you to pay $300 more because of it. It doesn't change the fact it's a bad chair. It's a trend I'm not liking. And the fact that there seems to be such a massive disconnect within Google that they're going ahead and trying to push cloud gaming as they kill cloud gaming really shows that one hand has no idea what the other is doing. They need to get their act together. There's no other way to say it. In other interesting news, the Tesla Semi has been spotted. A Tesla Semi has been spotted on an on-ramp. Unfortunately, it was broken down. It's hard to say what caused it to break down. Could be software, could be who knows. I'm not going to speculate on that so much. It's the fact that one actually exists out there and is actually in service and actually being tested is surprising. So maybe we're actually going to see something new out of Tesla. What an incredible concept. 
But this does give me an opportunity to actually talk a little bit about what I've been noticing within EV media. Right now, all of EV media's focus is on the Hummer EV and the F-150 Lightning. Because of course it is. These are the two shiny new electric vehicles out there. And on top of that, they're trying to be more function over form. They're trying to actually be full trucks. But what's interesting is the energy consumption. It's not uncommon for an F-150 or an F-250 or whatever when it's actually towing a full load for the fuel consumption to go up, you know, pretty high. You can usually see anywhere between a 50 to 100% fuel consumption increase. Your 22 miles to the gallon quickly being whittled down to 12. Maybe if you're lucky, it only whittles down to 14. It's not uncommon, but that 100% is usually the high end. What we're seeing on the Lightning and the Hummer, and we're seeing this from multiple sources, I might add, the power consumption is being increased by 150%. You're talking over double the power consumption. In certain circumstances, almost triple. Why? And the answer is, I don't know. The best I can come up with right now is for whatever reason, the way electric operates, airflow matters far, far, far more than it does on gasoline or diesel vehicles. For the most part, if you go ahead and go ahead and sculpt a semi-truck for maximum aerodynamics, you don't see all that much of an increase. After you go ahead and get that nice curvature going, after you go ahead and get your side fairings extended out so far back that there's barely a gap between the tractor and the trailer behind it, after you get your dually covers on, after you get your side skirts on, after you get all that done, you'd be lucky if you even saw an additional mile per gallon on the semi. In the end, we'd have to wait and see from people who are much smarter than me to figure out exactly why on the electric vehicle, aerodynamics matter so much more than it does on gasoline and diesel. Could it be that maybe a transmission is needed to try and even out everything and make everything more efficient? Could it be that there is just some flaw in the way that the direct drive works? Could it be that the way the computer thinks when it's hauling is just wasting a lot of energy somehow? Who knows? It's extremely difficult to tell. But if Tesla hopes to get their semi up and running, this is going to be one thing they need to figure out. And they clearly tried. They clearly tried with their crazy long side skirts and such that they did in the design of the Tesla semi. But they also need to be more honest. Why is there no sleeper in this semi? Why is there no option for a sleeper at all? Why is the seat in the middle when literally no one else does that? In the end, all we can do is just wait and see exactly how it all goes down. The electrification of vehicles is very, very interesting, to say the least. And everyone's assuming, I actually assumed starting last year that, in fact, the electrification of vehicles would go much, much quicker. And in fact, the 2035 deadline, it, it was feasible. Now, I'm starting to have some doubts. And in fact, I'm getting the feeling that internal combustion engines may in fact stick around in the commercial space, in the freight space, far longer than anyone is willing to admit. That's going to do it for me. Stay safe and stay healthy.